Welcome to Weber Wenzel Legal Insights. With over 150 years of experience and deep industry knowledge, Weber Wenzel is the leading full-service law firm on the African continent. Good day and welcome to our listeners. My name is Madika Muloy. I'm a partner in the competition law team at Weber Wenzel and I'll be hosting the first of a two-part discussion on recent important merger control developments in Nigeria and the effect of these developments for firms doing business in Africa. Over the past few months, there have been some important merger control developments in Nigeria that will be of interest to our clients. To help unpack the impact of these developments, I'm honored to be joined by Florence Abebe and Ayodeji Oyetunde. Florence is the Assistant Chief Legal Officer at the Nigerian Federal Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Ayodeji is a partner in the competition practice at the law firm Aluko and Oyebode in Nigeria. A warm welcome and thank you for joining me today. We really appreciate you both taking the time to speak to us. Florence, the merger filing fees were recently amended in Nigeria. Can you explain the reason behind this amendment and the effect of the amendment on merger parties that may be submitting merger filings to the FCCPC? Thank you very much, Madika, uh, for having me. I'm sure you're aware. Uh, the Commission published its uh, merger review framework sometime in December 2020, and that should be about eight months ago. And uh, the Commission has had the benefit of observing how this framework uh, plays out and interacts with the market. And so as part of that observation, we realized um, that the measure filing fee structure was a key area where the market consistently sought clarification, especially when it had to do with what turnover is considered, uh, when it involves private equity or venture capital firms, or um, acquisitions uh, of a global nature, but with a Nigerian nexus. And so in view of the feedback that we had been receiving and the need for clarity, as well as the current management's priority to ensure um, that there is uh, adequate information and certainty in the market, the commission found it necessary to respond with an updated fee structure that has taken into account the feedback uh, that we have received from the market. So um, what the current fee structure seeks to achieve is provide private equity or venture capital firms guidance on what kind of uh, information they'll be required to provide uh, to the commission and allow them the opportunity to self-assess uh, by taking into account how the commission would analyze um, certain key information about what's in and what's out with respect to specific funds or portfolios uh, in determining the appropriate filing fees. In addition, the uh, amended um, fee structure also addresses transactions of global nature, like I'd said earlier, um, with respect to 
what turnover the commission is interested in in determining those fees. Uh, in essence, it is only the turnover that's attributable to the business of the local component um, that is taken into account. And we don't look at the entire turnover of the foreign businesses. So in effect, uh, on merger, so with respect to the effect on merger parties, the reason why we had to change the or update the fee structure was the concerns raised by private equity firms and the foreign to foreign mergers. And so now they'll be required to provide more detailed and critical information uh, that would aid the commission, not just in its general assessment, but um, also to determine what the applicable fees would be. Uh, as well as, like I said, other potential um, horizontal or vertical relationships. So while for the foreign to foreign mergers, um, we're concerned about the local nexus. And so they would not know what turnover um, the commission is interested in in its fee determination. Also, um, the amended fee structure uh, also reduced the applicable fee with respect to how turnover is calculated from 0.75% to uh, about 0.45%. Ayodeji, public interest concerns in mergers have generated immense interest in Africa, particularly in South Africa. Do you anticipate that this will also become a focus area for the FCCPC? Um, thank you for the question. Um, in our view, it's it's already a focus area for the FCCPC, and, and we think that as uh, as more time goes by, it's going to be even a, a much more key focus area uh, in Nigeria and for the FCCPC, just like in many other jurisdictions. Um, the Enabling Act for the FCCPC, the FCCCP Act, um, makes reference to public interest considerations, and it's one of the things that that the Commission has to actually uh, consider when whenever they're reviewing a, a major application, whether or not uh, to grant approval or, or to refrain from granting granting approval and to prohibit such such a merger. In addition to that, uh, and more so, uh, where where the FCCPC thinks that uh, there's a possibility that there's going to be a, subst a substantial re uh, reduction in, 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 in competition. Um, it's also one of those things that they would, that they would typically uh, look at. So if, for instance, it's considered that a merger is substantial, there's a possibility that a merger would substantially prevent or lessen competition, then the public interest considerations are, are even much more important. And um, when the, the things that the FCCPC would look at are things like the impact that the merger would have on a particular uh, a sector uh, or the impact that the merger may have on a particular region, uh, will the merger create uh, additional jobs, um, the ability of, uh, of Nigerian entities to compete internationally, and the ability of uh, small and medium scale enterprises that's for entities that um, that are of a certain size to also become competitive and to and and, and ultimately uh, to to take up more market space so those are some of the considerations the commission would uh, would typically uh, look at and even now if there's a possibility that a merger would uh, a merger transaction would substantially lessen competition and there are no public interest considerations for the FCCPC to consider um, such an application would, uh, would, would not be approved by, 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 by the commission and we think that as more time goes by um, it, it will be an even um, greater issue for the commission to, uh, to consider uh, in evaluating major transactions. 
Florence, as merger control assessment becomes more expensive, how does a competition authority such as the FCCPC find a balance between encouraging foreign investment without too much red tape and regulating competition in certain markets? You are right, uh, Madika. The measure control analysis has had to move with the tides and has indeed uh, of necessity become more expansive. Uh, the digital age is upon us and even more so during the kind of pandemic the world is currently facing. So whether we like it or not, this is a valid question that we have to continue to respond to. Uh, it is definitely not business as usual. And while we should consider the importance of making sure that the market is conducive for foreign investments, we also have to consider our economic uh, realities and priorities, our national security, our public health, uh, data privacy, data degradation, buyer power and dominance. Um, so in response to your question, the current expansion of our major analysis uh, does not and should not uh, take away from the key intentions and purposes of why we conduct such assessments in the first place. In essence, measure control regulation is to ensure that um, the market is conducive, that um, prevents uh, anti-competitive consequences for all stakeholders in the market, including the uh, foreign investors and consumers alike. So in deciding how to balance the needs of the investors with that of uh, over-regulating competition in the interest of foreign investment and ensure a conducive environment for them, my simple answer would be provide regulatory certainty, clarity and transparency. Uh, that gives investors the confidence uh, of a level playing field. This regulatory certainty is evident in the major review framework I had previously talked about. Um, with respect to our traditional uh, considerations and ex-ante tools of analysis. Um, the thing is, as a regulator, we now have to creatively apply these rules in light of the um, expansion and digital age. Um, but that said, the, uh, and like Mr. Ayadeji had said, the Federal Competition and Consumer Protection Act mandates the Commission to consider as part of its assessment, other non-traditional and public uh, interest concerns. Um, and so that begs the question, what are you contributing um, to the specific market and the economy in general in terms of technology, uh, economic uh, progression, um, such as production, distribution, employment, national security, etc.? So the not so long um, response to your question is that the commission's priority is really market effect and the balance is in regulatory certainty. Ayodeji, when merger parties are filing mergers across Africa, what do you think should be the approach adopted in Nigeria? For example, is, is proactive engagement with the regulator at an early stage of a transaction encouraged? That's a fantastic question. Uh, in, in our view and in our experience, we think that uh, proactive engagement uh, with the Commission is, uh, is encouraged. And, uh, and what we found is that over the last couple of years, uh, since, the, uh, since the Act was passed, the Commission has been extremely receptive uh, to, uh, to, to those, sort of, uh, those sort of questions. So uh, it is possible to engage uh, with, with the Commission, whether uh, 
a lot of times on a no name basis, uh, whether via phone call or an email, or if even sending a, a formal letter in some instances on a no name basis. And, and we know that sometimes uh, when, when the deal is being put together, that is a key consideration for clients sometimes that uh, they, uh, there's a bit of hesitancy that well, we haven't an announced this in, in any jurisdiction and uh, we haven't notified uh, regulators in, in many other jurisdi uh, jurisdictions. So uh, what, what we find is that when we've approached the commission, they've been extremely helpful. So one of the one of the key considerations, and I think uh, Florence just mentioned it a few moments ago, uh, when you have a cross-border transaction and, uh, uh, and being undertaken by parties that are outside of Nigeria, and uh, it, a certain amount has been agreed as, as a consideration, and parties haven't necessarily averted their mind that, oh, this is what the component of the consideration would be for each jurisdiction. Uh, in, uh, with respect to things like that, um, a, a lot of times uh, we've had to reach out to the commission and, and they've always been helpful and, and ultimately we've always been able to solve it in a manner that ensures that while we comply with the regulations, uh, the client is also satisfied because uh, the client is also ultimately satis satisfied. Um, in addition to that, we also have instances whereby your uh, parties are doing a, a cross-border transaction and um, that deal then comes out and it's worth uh, a significant amount of money. But, but for some reason, uh, the, the component that has been ascribed to the Nigerian aspects or components of, of the transaction is, is small. Uh, maybe as a result of the fact that uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the Nigerian subsidiaries only have a limited amount of revenue, or or, or even in instances where the such parties don't have any revenues, but they are ultimately selling into Nigeria, uh, and then they've, they've then they've then exceeded the threshold. And in instances like that, we've had to reach out to, uh, to the commission, and they, they've been extremely uh, helpful. And uh, and in certain instances, uh, with, uh, the, the feedback from the commission has been that oh, a filing is not required in this regard. In other instances where we've had to make a filing, uh, the commission has also uh, practically ensured that we've obtained approval in a, in a manner that ensured that the uh, the overall timetable for the for the transaction was not restricted. That brings our discussion to an end. I'd like to thank Florence and Ayodeji for sharing their insights and our listeners for joining us today. I'm your host, Madika Muloy, and thank you for listening to Weber Wenzel Legal Insights. You have been listening to Weber Wenzel Legal Insights. You can find and subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms. For more expert legal insights and updates, visit WeberWenzel.com.